Welcome everybody to the Edgenators Podcast, the show where we help awesome educators from all around the world overcome obstacles and focus on learning. I am your host, Mark Clements, and in today's episode, we'll be talking to one of our para-edgenators, a para-professional friend of mine named Jason. Um, Jason, we have known each other for a long time. Long time, long time. Uh, what, maybe 15 years? Guys, it that long? I think so. 15, 13 to 15 years. Jeez, man, you're getting old. Yeah. So... Um, I want to kind of spend some time, part of my goal with this, this podcast, as you know, is to, um, kind of be all inclusive. Like I want to, I want to talk about all, every aspect of education, um, as opposed to just focusing on one particular area or one, um, or anything like that. Because I think that every, every school is different. Every age group is different. Every dynamic is different. You know, um, every community is a little bit different, but I think that we all have a lot of the same, um, obstacles that we're trying to overcome. So my goal is to uh, be able to provide some answers for all of those. So what I want to do is I want to kind of pick your brain a little bit about your experiences because yours is a little bit different um, than what than what my typical audience is and a little bit different than what um, – completely different, I guess, than what my area of expertise is. So I think that is uh, – it's a good balance for the um, for the show. So the first question that I have for you is that we're just going to kind of um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do in the field of education, your background, et cetera. Well, as you said, my name is Jason uh, Rosenstingle. Uh, most of the kids uh, in my school call me Mr. R for obvious reasons. Um, some, I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah, sometimes it's a little difficult. to. You, you, they they kind of butcher the name, so I said, you know what, just call me Mr. R. Right. So we, we kind of settled on that. Um, anyway, what I do in the field of education is I am a paraprofessional, um, which basically means uh, I work with uh, students with special needs. Uh, I help them out. I help the teachers out. Some of, some of our students are in general education classes, which means they need support in that, in the, in that class to kind of help them get along, uh, help them with social aspects of the classroom and also the academics. Uh, and, that, and that's what I do. I'm, I'm there to help them uh, and, again, help the teacher. Uh, that is basically the definition of a paraprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> and your background on this is primarily, if I'm not mistaken, uh, secondary level, right? Middle school, high school? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So when we say, when we use the phrase special education, we are talking about a very, very, very wide range of um, disabilities, very wide range of needs. You know, when we, um, the, so is there one, um, area that I guess are that you have more experience with than others like I know um like do you find like are you more often in a regular classroom just like providing sports with kids with special you know, like specific learning disabilities or um or is there something more that you're you find yourself doing more often than that currently uh what I'm doing is in the morning for half a day uh I am in a special classroom uh it's an intensive needs classroom which basically means the students are I guess unable to be in a general education classroom uh, all day. Uh, It's it's a little too much for them to be uh, in in a regular class all day long. So in the morning, uh, it's a very small class. We've got maybe we could have anywhere from five to eight kids that that are struggling in the in the regular classroom. So they come to us in the morning. They do their they do the same work that the other kids do. Uh, they're just doing it online. Uh, we're there for support. 
Um, you know, just like any other student, you know, these kids have good days and bad days. Um, and we, like I say, we're just there to support them, teach them, um, get them integrated back into the classroom. Um, that's, that's how I spend my morning. And then in the afternoon, yes, I go into the general, uh, education classroom and just provide support for some of the higher functioning kids, um, that, that are able to be in, uh, you know, general ed classrooms and they can, they can do the work. Um, they just, they just need that little extra support, uh, to, to help them along and, and, uh, you know, help, help them succeed. You know, one of the things I know about you is that you're very passionate about your job. You love what you do. What is it that you love so much about working with, um, with this demographic, with these students? I think one of the one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, these kids. A, a lot of people don't understand that these kids, while they're different, they're so much the same as the other kids. And a lot of people don't understand that. I think uh, a lot of the general public, um, when they see a student that has disabilities, I think they're maybe a little intimidated. Uh, they don't know how to act. They don't know how to treat this person. Um, and, you know, I learned a long time ago, treat them like you would anybody else. I mean, you know, they, they, you have to take their disabilities into, uh, you know, into consideration, but they're just like the other kids. They really are. And I think that's kind of what sort of pulls me to them. Um, you know, yes, they need some help. But, you know, if you really get to know the kids, they're, they're just like anybody else. And, um, you, you know, they, 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 they can learn uh, just like everybody else. I think a lot of people um, don't really get that. They, they, they tend to um, sort of have lower standards for these kids. And my biggest thing is, you know, I have very high expectations and what I've learned is the student will rise to your expectations. If you have low expectations, you're going to get lower results. If you have high expectations, you're, they're, they're going to meet them eventually. It may take a while, but they're going to meet them. And just that whole dynamic, uh, just really intrigues me. And, and it's very interesting. See, and that's fascinating for me to hear you say, and that's the reason why I knew you were the perfect person to have this discussion <laughs> with about paraprofessionals, because I'm trying to get all perspectives for this podcast. And I knew that the, first of all, everything that you're saying about special education is very true. Um, in terms of the high expectations for kids, in terms of all students being able to learn, et cetera. You're, I mean, you're, you're, you're beating the mission statement of, of educators, right? Like that's, that's exactly what we're about here, right? Focus on learning. Um, right. No, you're, you're right there. Like a lot of the phrasing that you're using when you talk about all students can learn, you talk about high expectations, et cetera. That sounds like school leadership. And that sounds like um, that sounds like the sort of thing that principals would say. The world, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of most recently, you know, you start talking about like, you know, but that that's what you hear in like educational leadership circles. You hear that with teacher leaders, with principals, with oh, yeah. you know, what I mean, with like consultants and coaches and things like that. Um, so no, I'm, I'm. It's awesome to hear you speaking that way because I will tell you that you know I've um, I've had the the opportunity before. I've worked with a lot of amazing paraprofessionals um, who who think and act just like you do. Um, I will also tell you that I, and I'm sure many members of our audience have worked with several others who are not, 
um, and, and don't necessarily hold that hold that same belief or hold those same standards about their students. So I guess my follow up question to this is: you were talking about um, believing that you know they're just like other kids. Um, they you know they have a lot of the same wants and needs and issues and um, you know and especially when you talk about things like social and friendships and things like that. And right, right. Um, when you were talking about how some people was your words don't necessarily hold those same expectations, don't necessarily understand that about special needs kids. Mm-hmm. What people? So, like, are you talking about other students primarily? Because, I mean, I'm going to be honest, that's an easy answer. Yes, there are some students who feel that way, and there are some students who don't, right? Okay. But do you feel like you've worked with a lot of teachers who, and I'm talking about the regular ed kind of classroom teachers here, because most special education teachers believe the same things that you do. Right. Not all. You know what I mean? Right. That, not all, but, the, but right. most. So, my question is, are you talking about, like, regular ed teachers that you feel like don't necessarily feel that way about special needs students? Well, there certainly are some teachers, and and I don't, I, I don't, I wouldn't say they they don't feel the same way. Maybe they just don't quite understand because they're uh, regular ed students or teachers, and you know, like I said, the, the the special needs students are different, but they're they're again they're also the same. But the the regular ed teachers are used to teaching regular ed students. So they have their own set of issues and wants and needs. Um, and I don't think they, they quite understand um, what this, this, the student with special needs requires in order to be successful. You know what I mean? Um, there, unfortunately, are other paraprofessionals that don't quite share uh, I guess my you know uh, ideals on on the subject um, not that they're bad people but I just I think they just don't understand um, they they kind of treat the the student maybe more like a little kid who needs you to constantly do everything for them and I'm of the uh, opinion that, the less you do for them, the better off the student is because they learn independence. Um, when you do everything for them, you're taking away their opportunity to be independent and to be employable uh, when they're of age. Um, and some people just don't get it. It's just a, it's a mindset. And some people don't understand. So my question is this. Aside from money. Because I can't just, you know, wave my magic educator wand and, you know, uh, raise the pay scale of um, so many of our para-educators. But aside from that, yeah, I totally what if I could, brother. Um, what is the – what are some things that we can do? So I'm thinking about school leadership. I'm thinking about special education teachers, regular education teachers. What what fills your love tank, man? So, like, what gets you – you know, what um, – what what gets you as a para uh, as a para educator, somebody who's excited about coming to work? Because you've been at this for a while now, oh, yeah. you know. So I'm trying to figure out like what is it that we can do that you know shows you that appreciation. Well, the short answer would be money, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't. <clears throat> I, don't I, I yeah, I agree that teachers, uh, uh, just people in general that are in the education field are are vastly underpaid. But at the same time, I don't. I mean. That's common knowledge. I mean, I knew that when I got into this thing, and I'm sure you did too. We don't do this for the money. Right. Um, now, that's not to say that I wouldn't turn down a raise if, if it was offered, but 
Um, I, I don't think, you know, money is the number one motivator to be a teacher for anyone, really. Um, however, I, I do agree that. So, so what is that motivator then? Like for, for you or for, you know, for you in particular, like as a, as a, as a paraeducator, I'm going to keep yeah. using that phrase cause I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like what, what is that motivator? Like what makes you, what makes you do this then? I, I, I guess it's always nice to be recognized and appreciated. And, um, you know, that's not to say that doesn't happen. Um, we, we, I I can see that we, we are appreciated. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you can only show your appreciation so much, you know, like, I don't expect every day for everybody to say, oh, you know, you're doing a great job. I really appreciate what you do. You know, uh, just little things that that teachers can do or say uh, that just kind of makes you feel like, you know, you're you're making a difference. Um, And I guess the big the biggest motivator for me is, you know, watching the students progress, uh, watching the little day-to-day successes that they they experience and then of course at the end of their uh high school career watching them walk across the stage um that kind of thing really kind of fills my heart and uh you know just kind of you know makes me want to go to work the next day you know i've always been of the opinion so tell me if i'm wrong that one of the best things that classroom teachers in particular, but school leaders, anybody else can do for our paraprofessionals is treat them like professionals, treat, you know, treat them with respect. And, and I mean that because like you were just talking before about um, maybe sometimes classroom teachers don't know, you know, that you're, you're saying they don't hold them to the same expectations as maybe like um, as what they should. But you even said that part of that is because they don't they don't have the same experience level sometimes with yes. special needs kids or in particular with that special needs kiddo. You know what I mean? Like it's with that kid. And we talk all day about relationships with students and the importance of that when the truth is is that sometimes our paraprofessionals have the best relationships with students. Well, I was actually going to touch on that uh, a little bit later. But, but yeah, uh, being a paraprofessional, it's exactly what you said. You have – a stronger relationship with the student than a lot of the teachers do. Uh, one of the biggest complaints that I hear from special ed teachers, especially, is that they don't have the opportunity to get close enough to the student to basically understand their wants and their needs and 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 all this and all this. The paraprofessional is right there. I mean, in some cases, there's. One para, like you said, there's one para to one student right, all day. Right. Um, but even if even if you have to jump to several different marks during the day, um, you get to know those kids very closely because the teacher, in some cases, has an entire classroom they have to deal with, uh, and your your focus is that particular student. Um, now, what I like to do when I'm in a regular ed classroom is if my student is doing okay and he's okay by himself. I'll go off and I'll help some of the other students that need help. You know, I try to spread myself around, but my first priority is, is the student with special needs that I'm, that I'm uh, assigned to. Um, but the relationship is so much better, uh, stronger, uh, with, with a paraprofessional than a lot of times it is with a teacher. All right. So last question for this episode, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot a little bit. You've got, 
a minute or so. Um, but I want you to describe what you do without using the word teach or educate. Okay. And you te- without using the word teach or educate, you're not allowed to use like variations of it either. So you're not allowed to say teacher. Okay. <laughs> so like, I assist the teacher. Okay. So describe what you do without using the word teach or educate. Basically what I do and what I think all paras should be doing is we basically should be preparing the student to be employable. Um, we need to be providing them with the skills uh, and the abilities to be independent, and 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 really, I mean, you know, I have a teacher that I've been working with for the past ten years, and she's been a great mentor. And her her uh, mantra, I guess, is, you know, how do we make them employable? And I'm sorry, I used the word teacher, but uh, <laughs> how do we make them employable? Uh, and that's basically stuck with me throughout all these years. Is you know, we're preparing them to live their life, to, to have a quality of life uh, when they're not in school anymore. Uh, because uh, when, when they're not, you know, when they're out there on their own and needing to be independent, we want to make sure we've prepared them for that. Yeah, so you're talking in particular about students that are the um, the more intensive need students, I guess, when you start talking about, like, employability and, yeah, and things like that. some of them, I, I guess you would call them lower functioning students, but sure. yeah, some of, some of the students that, uh, require, uh, life skills, uh, job skills, things like that. We want to prepare them for, uh, you know, employability later on. So Mike Matos, um, we're running out of time, but Mike Matos is a, uh, um, I don't know if you're familiar with that name or not. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, See, and I told you you're different than the normal para because this is a, this is our para, our para engineer starts nodding his head at the name Mike Matos, um, RTI guru uh, for Solution Tree, and one of the things Mike Matos talks a lot about is um, holding students to those high standards of achieving those uh, what he calls essential learner outcomes ELOs, and the the caveat that he has always given to that with special needs students is is this a child who is ever going to be asked to live on their own and provide for themselves? Right. And if they are, then yes, they, they need to be held accountable to those, those essential learner outcomes. Um, but if they're not, then maybe not. I've always, I've always held that, you know, I've always, that's always stuck with me. And it, um, it sounds like something um, similar to what you're saying. So uh, question for you, did you realize the last question that I just asked you uh, to describe what you do without using the word teacher or educate is actually one of the 21 interview questions for hiring educators. That you can that you can now buy on Edgenators.com. I did not know. You that. did not know that, but you should know that. You know why? Because you haven't bought it yet. But you should. <laughs> you should. So if you are uh, looking for a position at, in the field of education, or if you are looking to improve your hiring practices and make sure that you hire Edgenators, people who are focused on learning, no um, no excuses. We're going to overcome all obstacles and make sure that our students are accomplishing those essential learner outcomes. You might want to check that out. Um, some great questions in there, uh, including that one that I, I've used in the past when I'm hiring um, hiring teachers. I've always had good success with that one too. So that will wrap it up for today's episode. Uh, special thank you, thank you, Jason. Appreciate you coming in today. Um, thank you to BenSound.com for the music drop you hear now and at the beginning of the show to get your voice heard on the upcoming episode of the Edgenators Podcast. Give us a call at six three six four nine two one three four six. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know what obstacles you or your students are facing, and hopefully we can get better together. Maybe if it's uh, special ed or paraprofessional-related questions, we would be happy to have Jason back on sometime to help, help us answer some of those questions. We'd also love to help you celebrate. So if you or your students or one of your colleagues has recently accomplished something awesome at your school, 
definitely give us a call and tell us about that as well. To eliminate more obstacles of learning and ensure that in your classroom, not learning is not an option, check us out at edunators.com where you can read, watch, and listen more educating stuff or sign up for our Edunators newsletter. Give us a like at facebook.com slash Edunators. Follow me on Twitter at Edunators and at MarkClementsEDU. You can't follow Jason because he's not on Twitter. Or by using hashtag Edunators. You can also email me at MarkClements at Edunators.com. Talk about the show or uh, see if we can visit your school and help make Edunators out of you and your faculty. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Have a good one.